in that way, you mm-hmm. just won't feel like I'm doing too much. You'll feel like I'm doing enough because it's the right person. And they appreciate it and give it back like tenfold. Welcome back to another episode of Hello and Goodbye. I'm Liana. I am Jared. We have a great episode for you today. This was a really fun interview. It was so fun. Lindsay Metzlar from We Met at Acme. This is her second time on the show. Yep. And we're just so grateful to have her. Yeah, she's like cool, runs a very successful podcast of her own and you know, all kinds of fun stuff, so. Yeah, so you guys will have to tune in. If you are here just for Lindsay, Maybe we skip forward 20 (laughs) 20 minutes. (laughs) But let's just talk about some housekeeping stuff first. Yes. Wait, can I just say, though, since we're at the top of the show, I because she she talked to us about like going on the show or even she joked about like me going on the show and like her like helping me with my dating profile. Mm -hmm. I like really hope (laughs) <laughs> like, I, re- I really hope to get that call. I, I hope so, too, just I because be I am legitimately struggling with online dating right now. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, we're going to talk about that a little bit. Yeah. I am like, it, I am, I just, I'm lost for words. It's, yeah. This has never happened to me before. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I'm like a little bit out of the game, but thinking about jumping back mm-hmm. into the game. Yeah, and you like, are. I feel like Lindsay's like kind of like no bullshit like yes tell you like it is like she should yeah. be like don't do that that's stupid like you like, know you both suck at this let me help you. <laughs> yes like, she's like <laughs> stop listening to your own instincts and only listen to what i'm telling you yeah so go follow her right now at we met at acme okay so we would love if you guys would write and review for us yes share with a friend tell a friend yep that helps support the show it helps us get noticed we really appreciate it yep and you do that just by going to apple podcasts scrolling down hit the five star a review would be awesome we would love to know what you guys love about the show yep okay and then we want to talk about our favorite sponsor today v fresh v fresh is a company that empowers women by making vaginal health easy with effective natural selections delivered right to your door so they have products such as v cleanse which is a boric acid suppository that helps get rid of and treat BV and yeast infections. It also helps you create or maintain healthy pH. V-Tract is an oral supplement to get rid of UTIs and maintain healthy urinary function. And V-Gentle is a wash that helps balance vaginal pH. They also have a new organic lube, which I love, and they have um, vaginal wipes, which you can use post, or I guess pre-sex as well. Mm -hmm. And that, again, it all just, keeps you fresh and healthy and your pH balance. And that's really important. Yeah. And it's something we don't really talk a lot about because it's like, it can be an area of shame for women, mm-hmm. but like everybody goes through this. Absolutely. Yeah. I think we, I'm glad that we talk about it. I'm glad that VFresh is out there, like awesome woman owned company, like where you can trust their products and stuff like that. So, and, and personally, and if you guys have listened to our show for a long time, this is something I struggled with for years and I use the product weekly. So I am a, not only a believer, but a user of the product. <laughs> so if you want 10% off of your order, your first order, you're going to use code HELLO2022 at vfresh.com. V is V-E-E. Um, so again, HELLO2022. It's off your first order, so I'd recommend 
buy in bulk because you will love it. Absolutely. Okay. So then the next thing is we want to talk about one of our favorite humans on this earth, mm -hmm. Jade Bianca. Yes. Who is a matchmaker, a dating coach, and she provides dating app profile assistance. Yeah, which I feel like if I ever get back on the apps, I am 100%. I was just talking to my friend about this on the phone today. I'm 100% using this like Jade's profile assistant. So you get, there's a tier where you get like a full professional photo shoot mm -hmm. and she helps you like craft your profile to put your best foot forward and like does the sort of swiping and matching for you, which I feel like I really need because I think most of us become our own worst enemy when we're swiping for ourselves on dating apps, especially if you've been on the apps a number of times. Like you just, if you're like me, you end up picking the same person over and over. You're swiping only on like superficial criteria. That's literally what I'm doing right now. Yes. And like, and not, that's where my problems are. Yes. And you're like not picking like the quality people who you would actually be really compatible with and also probably be really attracted to in real life just right. because when they come right next to someone who has like gorgeous model level photos, like it's- And they're, it, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So she does have different tiers of the dating app profile assistance. Mm -hmm. So there's one that's a little bit like lesser of a price than the other one. Yep. But anyway, what she's offering to our listeners is $100 off any of her services. So matchmaking, dating app profiles, all of that. So you're gonna go to www.datingafterdivorce.com and at the top, it'll say, how did you hear about us? You'll click hello and goodbye and that's how you get your $100 off. Absolutely. And like, I also feel like, like uh, just even the full matchmaking thing is I like might do that at some point because it's like, and also like Jade is way more reasonable like price-wise than like yes. a lot of matchmakers. Yes. And it's just, um, especially if you're like a busy person and you're at a time in your life where you're like, I want to get serious about this and find someone. Yeah. Like, what are you, what are you doing? Well, and, and I can honestly say that Jade is the kindest, hardest, one of the kindest, hardest working women that I know. Yeah. And we met her just through social media, mm -hmm. came on the show, and then she reached out and she's like, I love you guys. I want to partner with you and has continued to just be like, how can I help your business? How can I help you guys? And we're collaborating and I just, I cannot recommend her enough. Yeah. So she's in the New York area. Um, so if you're out there, I think she, yeah, she's Virginia. in she, She's in the Virginia area. <laughs> okay. So she's on the East coast, uh -huh. but she has connections out here and everywhere. So she will hook you up. So anyway, yes. On Instagram, she's at dating underscore after underscore DIV mm -hmm. and then www.datingafterdivorce.com. And you do not have to be a divorced person to use the profile services and stuff That's like that. That's correct. But yeah. you do have to be divorced to use the matchmaking. Yep. Yep. Okay. All right. We have some updates. One, <laughs> one, my first update is my mom and I have been binging Yellowstone. Yes, which do you know what's so funny is that Yellowstone is apparently like the number one show for like people over 70. <laughs> <laughs> for people who don't know, Yellowstone is a show about like Kevin Costner plays yeah. a rancher in like Montana. And it's like, it's basically like the Sopranos but like ranch land, cowboys. Well, stuff. I was gonna say it's like succession, but on a ranch. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. true too. It's yeah. it's really great. It's a little, you know, it's t it's a like 
It's we very watch dramatic. it at nighttime, yeah. and I dream about it all night long. Oh no! Yeah, so I'm. We're actually almost done with the third season, and I'm kind of relieved because it's like so intense. Yeah, I'm still recovering from season two. Didn't they start? It, how many seasons have there been? Is it like season five on now or something? No, like that? there's only three seasons. I think. Oh, is I, there more than three? I think so. <gasps> oh no! <laughs> I thought there was only three. Oh God! That's so. Funny. Anyway, it's so good. So I it is on Peacock. Um, mm -hmm. I just since I was sick with COVID. By the way, I'm all recovered. I feel great. I I started feeling like myself day nine. Oh yeah, this is the first time we've. I know. Been it's in the been same a, room like, like a month. No, like yeah. three. Like yeah, almost a yeah, month. Yeah, like yeah. three weeks, three and a half weeks. Um. Anyway, so I I subscribed during COVID, and you know I'll probably just keep it. Yeah. It's only like four ninety nine. I just yeah. I don't do the we pay for the commercials basically. Yeah, yeah. So I save the five dollars, which makes zero sense because I spend five dollars on a latte every day. But whatever. <laughs> it's the principle of the matter. <laughs> okay, so do you have any I have kind of some like longer updates. Okay, so let me give you some quick ones. Um so on a related note, I have so I've actually ended up watching random dating reality shows. Like, okay. So, like, you and I, as our listeners know, are, like, big Bachelor fans. So, I watched the first episode of this season of The Bachelor. I also ended up, like, stumbling on... There's a new season of Joe Millionaire on Fox. Do you remember oh, that show? No. Okay. <laughs> so, like... Oh, but I've been seeing it on Instagram. Yeah. Like, so like everywhere. 20 years ago, like, when The Bachelor first came out, I watched the first season of Joe Millionaire, which was, like, uh, it was, like, the same format. All these women were on a dating show, only they thought that the guy was a millionaire. And then he wasn't. And then he wasn't at the end. And so... And so this, the, this new reboot or whatever, is there's two guys. Okay. And one of them is an actual millionaire and one isn't. Is one of them attractive and one isn't? They're both attractive in different okay. ways. And so there's all these women who are like, so they're all dating knowing that like, maybe the guy that they're into and will end up with is a millionaire and maybe he's not and oh, stuff see, like that. Oh, see, that wouldn't matter to me. Yeah, you would hope. I mean, I would prefer actually the non-millionaire guy. Yeah. That's you know? true. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm sure millionaires are fine. Yeah. Well, the guy who's a millionaire, I think, is like a rancher. And I think it's like, I like his parents' ranch. Is and they own like lots of land. a rancher of Yellowstone? It's, it's, <laughs> it's a little bit similar. It's like, guy, you know, he's got some cowboy qualities. Anyways. Um, and then I also watched Double Shot at Love. I ended up like watching it, which is like Pauly D and Vinny from Jersey Shore. Sure. Had like a dating show for a while. But now it's just Vinny because Pauly D. And so from watching the first episode of Bachelor and those two shows, one thing I've learned about myself is that I have a thing for like East Coast girls and like New York girls. Like, of course you do. I know. You don't like California girls. I know, there's something about it. I don't know why. Yeah. But like even on The Bachelor, like, cause one of the girls is I was like, I was like, oh, I'm really attracted to her. Like if I, if I was on the show, like she's who someone I would be excited about. And it said like, Hollywood or Los Angeles or whatever. And I was like, oh, okay. She And I was like, that's weird. You know, and then when she was talking to him later, she's like, so I grew up in Massachusetts. Yeah, and I was course. like, oh, of course. Yeah. By the way, one of the girls in The Bachelor is from Highland. Yes. Did you see? There's there's uh, part of her video package was in yes, Redlands. in the Redlands. We have this cute little area in our... Our downtown is actually really cute and really well known in California. And it's like in the top 10 downtowns or whatever. 
and there's like <laughs> according to according, according to, to visitredlands.com very uh um what's the word reputable yes sources thank <laughs> yeah. you so anyway there's this area where these like cute little umbrellas or whatever yeah, so cute yeah. alley and with she actually gets the first rose the um the first, first impression, impression rose. yeah absolutely yeah um but anyway, and it, it, watching that has also made me, watching these other two shows has made me appreciate, like, the wholesomeness of The Bachelor. Mm. Like, when you just watch The Bachelor, it can feel kind of trashy, and then you watch other shows, and you're like, oh, <laughs> this is, like, you know, and, like, the caliber of people on the show yeah. is different and yeah, stuff like that. Like, they go out of their way to be, like, boy next door, girl next door, and make it, try to make it, like, wholesome or whatever, mm -hmm. but... Anyway, so that's been fun. The other thing, speaking of Jade Bianca, is as uh, some of our listeners know, I am I uh, got into her database, mm -hmm. and so I think I'm gonna have a date next week <laughs> that has been set up with like so. Jade is connected to a couple matchmakers out here on the West Coast, and one of them um, has some like female clients and stuff like that, and so. I like did the call with this matchmaker and like saw this person's profile and stuff like that and so looks like we're gonna have a date next week which like, will be my first date in a long time a really long time yeah you have had day abstinence <laughs> it's true abstinence <laughs> <laughs> so well, i'm anyway. excited for you so we'll have to have an update next week yeah yeah you got it okay well so it's interesting because I have also been on dabstinence, but not willingly. <laughs> Involuntarily. So, you know, if you listen to last week's episode, I downloaded Bumble on Christmas Eve and then met that guy who gave me COVID and ghosted me or whatever, which by the way, he's not like a bad person. Actually, it was so funny. So I tweeted about it and then Bumble um, support replied and said, let us know who this was and we'll take them off the hive. <gasps> wow. <laughs> and I just replied, I was like, no, it's like not that serious. Like, because he, I mean, the whole thing is, it's like, it just gets people to tune in, but he didn't know he had COVID. Yeah. And he didn't he ghost me until a few days yeah. later, he was checking in on me. He's a good person. He yeah. just did and so. you guys He's like, young and immature. Yeah, and you guys talked beforehand yeah, about like, exactly. hey, we're both vaccinated, yes. are you comfortable with yeah. this? So yeah. I would like never do that, but I just thought that was so funny. Um, but anyway, since then, I have matched with a few people, um, all have who have either fizzled out, mm -hmm. Asked me to have a drink, then ghosted. <laughs> Oof. Was it? Is it the like, hey, what are you doing tonight? Let's get a drink. And then you're like, no, I'm busy, but how about this weekend or whatever? And then just nothing. So or? I went down to, so I did a photo shoot for myself recently that, mm -hmm. you know, I, I want to just have for kind of like marketing and social media reasons and maybe even the dating apps or whatever. Sure. And um, so I matched with this guy who was down in Palm Springs as well. And he also lives in LA. So I'm like, oh, that's perfect. You know, cause I'm in LA and Palm Springs quite often. And he was like, you seem super cool. I want to meet up with you. You know, we were texting and um, then he's like, well, let's make time on Friday night when you come down here, let's grab a drink, make it happen. Like he was the one that initiated, that asked yep, yep, everything. Yep, yep. The next day, um, didn't really hear from him. I said, hey, how's your day going? You know, um, let me know what your schedule is like tomorrow and we'll make sure to meet up. I should be done around this time, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then I just never heard back from him. Wow. Yeah. You know. And then, um, so then I matched with someone last night 
whose profile was like one of my favorite profiles ever. You know, you know what it, he reminded me of? He reminded me of Denver guy. Oh yeah. Episode eight, I think is Denver guy. Another guy who broke my heart. Ghosted and hurt you, <laughs> yeah. by the way. Just, just, just pointing that out. <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't be picking out guys like that. I know, but, <laughs> but anyway, I just was, anyway, so what we matched and I just said, hey, I love your profile. And he responded with, oh my gosh, I'm so flattered because your profile is like a breath of fresh air. He's like, literally when I saw it, I had a sigh of relief. And he's like, you seem like an amazing human, would love to talk more, blah, blah, blah. And I said, great. And they said, you know, you live, you do live um, kind of far away. How would you, you know, do you do long distance? Cause he lives in San Diego. San Diego. He's like, well, I'm in LA quite often. And I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, that's great. And then I asked, um, what do you do when you're in LA? And I realized that he had already kind of said like he goes out there for clients, friends. Yeah. And I was just nervous. Like I was nervous. Mm -hmm. I was excited about him. And I was also watching Yellowstone, so I probably wasn't reading thoroughly. <laughs> so anyway, I just never heard from him after that. And I, re I sent him a text today and I said, hey, I hope your day is going well. Like, I would really love to, you know, connect and keep chatting and just nothing. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know if like he just didn't like that I asked a question that he had already answered. But I just feel like it doesn't, you know, something that Lindsay talks about in this episode is like, it's never too much for the right person. Yeah. And for someone to like maybe decide that they don't want to talk to me anymore because I asked a question that they had kind of already answered, like, is just weird. It's just weird. So anyway, um, I am having zero luck. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting. I'm, I'm just I'm just in an interesting place of, you know, I, I didn't ever meet the guy that my medium had said I would meet. Yeah. At least yet. Yeah. You know, she'd said around Christmas time, but that didn't happen. Then I got she COVID. She didn't say which Christmas. She didn't say which Christmas. <laughs> she said it soon though. Um, yeah. So I didn't meet that guy and maybe it's because I've got COVID or whatever. And then I've just, I, I'm feeling a little self-conscious because my social media is kind of at this place and my podcast of where I talk about my personal life I mm. roast Bumble profiles now, which are really funny. You should go follow the page. <laughs> um, and, you know, then I have that video that came out of the guys asking me if I want to have threesome. So it's it's just an interesting new kind of turn a little bit where I have on one hand, I have the guy who keeps asking if he's going to be on my podcast. Mm. And then I have the guy that I feel is not attracted to that or doesn't want any part of it. Yeah. Um, because the guy that wanted to meet me in for drinks in Palm Springs, before he stopped really talking to me, he asked for my Instagram. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that had something to do with it or oh, what. Oh, yeah. So um, I, I'm just realizing how much like this, this guy last night that had said my profile was a breath of fresh air and then I just didn't hear back from him. I have a visceral trauma response when mm. that happens now. And it's not a, you know, I'm head over heels in love with this guy that I've matched with for two seconds. It's the repeated feeling of abandonment that's so deep in my body um, that every time this ghosting thing happens or, um, a relationship is is gonna come forward or something's gonna happen 
I just can't control my nervous system. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it has anything to do with attachment theory, actually. I don't think it has anything to do with me doing the right thing or not doing the right thing. I think it's a body response to trauma. Yeah. I feel like we could talk about this for a long time, but I feel like I have been sort of thinking a lot about the same thing, right? So like the attachment theory stuff is good. The talk therapy stuff is good, like, and really important. And even like meditation. And if you're doing that, but like they're finding out more and more about breathwork stuff and even like cold exposure stuff and like, you know, like vagal tone, like vagus Mm -hmm. nerve things like, and I like for me, that's something I'm actually nervous about dating again, especially like if I what I know is going to be a trigger for me is like if I really like someone and things start getting more serious and then like, you know, and the physical intimacy that comes with that, mm-hmm. like that's the trigger for me is like, am I going to be able to like soothe my mm-hmm. like trauma response and I like just like stay open to them or whatever and like when it comes from your body up Mm -hmm. like it's not like you can just it's not like identifying negative thoughts and then being like oh well that's not an accurate thought it 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 does feel more visceral than that and it's much harder Mm -hmm. to deal with I think yeah yeah it's it's tough and um what what happens to you so like okay so like you're messaging with this guy and then you send this thing and then you just don't hear back, don't hear back, don't hear back. And then this morning you don't hear back. So yeah. like what, what happens in your body? Um, so I'm constantly checking my phone. I'm obsessed with what I did wrong. Um, I start to get really low. Yeah. Like I can't control my serotonin. Is that what it would be? Yeah. Yeah. Or dope. Uh, yeah. I think Either serotonin. One. Yeah. 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 Um, and I want to like, hide from the world yeah and it's so it's such an out-of-body experience because logically that's so dumb like i don't know this guy i he i see pictures yeah. and some words and he some, could be married and like his he, wife found his profile exactly. last night you know what i'm saying like we have no idea i know yeah but like my nervous system and my amygdala would that be what yep. it is right yep. um it doesn't see that yeah like you knowing that fact doesn't penetrate to that deeper like reptile brain that Correct. is freaking out yes right yes so anyway i i do have an appointment with um a psycho therapist nice psychotherapist or psycho relational therapist relational psychoanalyst yes that's what it yes. is yes yes for people um, who don't know, like I've been seeing a relational psychoanalyst coming up on five years now. Yeah, I that's think. crazy. Yeah, yeah. My longest relationship. It's a lot. It's more expensive. <laughs> it <definitely laughs> and I'm is. doing Zoom because she's in the LA area. Yeah. Um, but she also does EMDR. Cool. And when I was talking to her on the phone about what my needs were, that's the first thing she mentioned. Yeah. So I might try that. I'm trying to figure out financially how I can stomach this because um, it would be a big commitment. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, but anyway, I think you know. I just, I think I have to keep putting into practice and, 
you know, like I'm fine now. Yeah. And you know, it's less than 24 hours of when this guy, you know, quote unquote, goes to me and he just decided he wasn't going to stop responding or whatever. But, um, you know, I, I go into that chase mode. Like I got to figure out what I've done wrong. I got to make this work because if I can get his affection, then it'll make me feel better. Yes. Right. That's what I go into. Well, and uh, yeah. And like when you were describing it, it felt like, you know, like that's the replaying of some really early childhood stuff of like, I did something wrong. Yeah. And I need to kind of win this person back. Otherwise, like, I'm a bad person. You know, like, there's something wrong well, with I'm me. Well, I'm not lovable. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and my story part three is going to come soon, and you guys will understand more <laughs> <laughs> of why this is so strong, why this yeah. response is so strong. But anyway, I just wanted to open up and just, you know, I'm struggling. Like, it's hard. Yeah. Um, and I feel pretty traumatized from ghosting guy in September and Bumble guy ghosting me. And, and again, it's not anything to do with those people. It's just this repetitive um, experience that is playing itself over and over and over. And it's crushing me. Yeah. So Aww. that's so I like, I just really appreciate you sharing that. Um, I feel like so many people out there who have done the whole fucking roller coaster of the dating apps will relate. Mm -hmm. Um, and if you'll permit me, could I make a recommendation? We'll see. <laughs> Let's hear it. Just get out of the game completely like me. It's so wonderful. But see, that's not gonna work. I know, I'm kidding. Because if I'm out of the game, I can't actually work change on it. and yes. rewire what's yeah, happening. That's, yeah, that is really, really true. That's yeah. a really wise point. Thank you, friend. Good for you. Okay, you guys, well, we hope you enjoy this interview. Lindsay's amazing, and we'll see you at the end. Okay, well, we have a second time guest on the show today. Please welcome the host of We Met at Acme, Lindsay Metzelar. Thank you so much for coming on again. Thank you for having me and for pronouncing my last name perfectly. <laughs> That's amazing because that is a, like a rare occasion for Leanna to really nail really? pronunciation. Yeah. You would not know because you did it so well. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I tend to like get a little fumbled in the introductions. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Yeah. Well, we have so much that we want to talk to you about today. Um, but just kind of like reminiscing on the first time you were on the podcast, you were recently in a new relationship and now you're engaged to that person. Congratulations. Thank you. Wild. Can, yeah. Can you just share with our listeners a little bit of that journey? Yes. So I started dating my now fiance a couple months before the pandemic hit. And um, we, we kind of always knew each other. He went to high school with one of my college friends. And then we ran into each other um, at a party and in a different place than we lived. So that was funny. And then um, I was like kind of getting out of another relationship at the time. So I had to be the one to be like, I'm single if you want to go out, um, which is not usually my thing. Like I like to be pursued, but I kind of had to be like, hey, I'm single, you know, putting that out there. And um, we started dating and then the pandemic hit and we kind of had to go on lockdown pretty, pretty early into our relationship. We weren't even official at the time. And that definitely, you know, it's like either 
works or you break up in that situation and it, and it worked for us and we got to know each other pretty quickly and our families and now you know two years later we're engaged which is so awesome um and he's just really different than anyone else i've ever dated and we're very much on the same page and so it's just really refreshing and really nice um to have found him so that's the that's the story that's amazing i was one of the pandemic lockdown couples that did not make it <laughs> Really? Wait, tell us why. Like, what came to the surface? Yeah, tell us why, Jimmy. <laughs> I mean, so, like, we have been dating for, like, uh, I think we started dating in, like, October 2019. So then March, we, like, quarantined together. I actually think we did a really good job of, like, navigating the, like, now living together and whatever. And there was, like, lots of moving pieces because she had a 14-year-old son and her father lived with her and, like, all these things. But I, like, but I... I think it ended because it had to end. Like it wasn't like, uh, oh no, we can't do this, and it blew up. And then I, I, you know, I, I like, I, I'm not sitting here wondering, like, boy, you know, if we could have made it, I'm like, oh yeah, like that was the right thing, you know. I mean, like, I wish her the best. Yeah. There's no ill will, yeah. but yeah. Um, Plus, she didn't, she didn't like me. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a deal breaker. Why she thought that there was something more going on in your relationship? She, she, she just. I, yeah, she like, yeah. struggled with some yeah. jealousy stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it interesting, was interesting. Yeah. Well, so that actually makes me think um, because someone asked me today, we do this like ask me a question on Fridays and someone was like, do you think that platonic relationships can exist? And I do, I do with some rules attached to it. So I want to hear what you guys think. Yeah, we agree. We've done like a whole episode on this just yeah. about um, and like we have, I think, like really good like boundaries. So like when you say like with some kind of like rules or understanding, like, yeah, yeah, I think yeah, yeah, we've been friends long enough. Like so like when we first became friends, Leanna was married mm -hmm. and then we've both been in relationships and everything like that. And um, I think like to me, I would say like the key is like sort of honesty and like and like having boundaries. Yeah, like we've never, we're not, like we've never kissed, we've never held hands, we've never hooked up. We, there's not like a little, like a lot of like touchy feely. We don't hang out all the time. Now we have like a business together. So that adds like another element. And we know, you know, like I think we both have kind of like thought about it, like what could happen or would it, you know, would it be fun? Would it be exciting? Would it work out? And we both come to the conclusion in our own minds that it would not. <laughs> Plus, yeah. Lindsay, I know you would mm -hmm. appreciate this, but a medium told us that we were brother sister in a former life. Mm -hmm. Oh, and that we so that are, would be weird. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that we are like compatible, but if we were to get together at this time, it would blow up. Mm -hmm. So when are your, what are your signs? I'm a Pisces. Okay. And I'm a Libra, but I have a Pisces oh. moon and a Libra rising. Uh-huh. So can I do a quick analysis? Yeah. yeah. But I feel like you're, you guys are going to be like, oh, that's so awkward. I think that um, Jared would be interested, but I think... Liana 
is the one calling the shot of saying no. Oh, <laughs> it's, I think it's actually opposite. Uh, I'm just projecting my own experiences as a Libra <laughs> with Pisces people. That's fair. Yeah. Well, okay. But uh, Lindsay, what are your like rules for like how to like, how can a platonic? Okay. So work? here's the breakdown. I think it works if the, so what I just said, if the girl is the one, if in a hetero platonic scenario, if, if the woman is the one who says who's not interested the friendship can work. I think if you've hooked up before and you know that it's not a thing that you want to do again, I think if you're friends because one of them, um, like let's say you're friends because like um, Jared was your ex's best friend, right? Like if there's like an actual reason it cannot happen because that would be like very harmful, let's say to the ex. Mm, sure. Um, and then I think the last reason, um, that might be my three, that might be my three. Um, so I think in, in those scenarios, the, the friendship can work, but like, or maybe the reverse scenario for the first one, like, for example, my fiance has a girlfriend who's interested in him, but he's not interested in her and that works too. Um, but I think like, obviously one person has to be not down for more than the friendship. Yeah. But there's always one person who would be always, always, always. Yeah. And I hmm. think, well, it's good that your fiance is knocking the other girl. Cause you know, he's right. engaged. <laughs> she should probably take the no, but this is No, but this is like pre me. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. 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 yeah, um, yeah. You know, I, I think at this time we're both, on board. And I think what happened is like when he was maybe interested, I wasn't when I was maybe interested, he wasn't. And then we both just kind of came to this like mutual understanding and conclusion that like, maybe, maybe it would work, but we're choosing not to make it happen. Mm -hmm. So with your fiance and this woman that was in his life before you were, are they still friends? No, but I didn't come in and like wreck havoc on their friendship. I was just like, you, um, I, I picked up on the fact that she wasn't nice to me mm. and like all of his other friends were. And yeah. I thought that that was very odd. Um, because like I made an, like a, an effort with her. It's not like I expected her to just come up to me and be like, Oh my God, hi. Like, I really like, I heard so much about you. I made the effort and got shut down multiple times. Mm -hmm. So I pointed that out to him, just not in like an aggressive way, but just like, I just want you to know that I've made an effort with this girl and she shuts me down or like, she doesn't even look at me or like address me when we're all together. I like, is, is everything okay? Like, what's the deal? You know? And he was like, are you sure? Like, that's so, like, he really had no idea. He was like, that's weird. And I was like, yeah, it's, it's bizarre, like bizarre, you know? And, um, and then I asked him, I was like, do you think that she like, like, has she ever expressed like 
having a crush on you or like, you know, anything like that. And he was like, actually, yeah, like she has when we were, you know, X age at X year of whatever school, she told everyone that she really wanted to hook up with me or like, you know, date me. And I was just not interested. Um, And I was like, okay, so now let's put two and two together. Like she hates me because she wants to be with you. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not saying you shouldn't be friends with her, but I'm just making you aware of that. Right. Yeah. And yeah. then he, and then their friendship kind of just like naturally faded because I think he started to feel weird about oh. her behavior towards me. And I think if she had like been more open to me and like sweet and kind of got over her dream of them being together, then like we'd all like, they'd still be friends but I don't think she could do that. Yeah. 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 I mean, cause to me it works. Like if the boundaries are clear and like both people are like over it. Right. And, and that there actually is a friendship compatibility connection. Cause sometimes it's just the like, well, actually I really want to be with you, but I, I'll take this as the consolation prize. Like I think that exactly. never works. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And like I, we had the reverse scenario where like I had a guy friend who, or I have a guy friend who would love to be with me, but like, it's not happening. And I, and you know, at first he was like hesitant about Steven, my fiance. And then he got to know him and gave him a chance. And now he's like, I surrender. Like, I love this guy, you know? And like, we all laugh because like, we can admit that and like continue being friends mm-hmm. as opposed to what happened with the girl, you know? Yeah. yeah. You know, I think that's that brings up a really valid point of like sometimes when there's weirdness or awkwardness like amongst a relationship and friends or whatever, if you bring it to the surface and just talk about it, it makes it less weird and it puts it out in the open and it can actually like give the other person a little security. Um, you know, like that yeah. I think the same thing kind of happened with his ex at the time is like, I, I tried so hard to be so welcoming and like, and like, just be like, Hey, I want to be your friend. Like, just so you know, like, you know, like I, once Jared is in a relationship or once I'm a relationship, we don't hang out as much. Like it just, that's just how it happens to her defense. (laughs) We did start this podcast during their relationship. So I kind of came along and then all of a sudden we're on the screen talking about sex and dating and all this stuff. So like, fair, fair. I get that. And I, and I told her that, like, I understand. And just, so you know, like this is platonic, like this is just something that I want to do. And anyway, she couldn't get over it. What <laughs> was her she, sign? She was a Scorpio. <laughs> well, that explains that. <laughs> That's great. Um, so, Lindsay, are, are, are like you okay diving deep with us a little bit? Of course. I love it. Okay. So, a question that we sometimes ask our guests is, what experiences in your early life shaped how you approach or show up in relationships? Great question. I think some of them were traumatic and some of them were, like, good. Um, I was, like... When I first started dating, I was so naive. Um, I really just didn't know that it was possible for anyone to like cheat or treat you badly. And I 
I've been like a, a monogamous for a, a long time and I had a serious relationship, like a high school sweetheart, as they say, but I don't know if I want to call him a sweetheart after um, <laughs> what went down, but um, you know, a high school relationship and we were together for three years. And during that time, he had cheated on me like multiple times. I only found out about one because it was like so obvious. Um, but I never like thought to like look into that kind of thing. Cause I was like, why would he do that? Like we're together. Like I trust him. Like my parents are happy. Like it was just never a thing that like I thought was possible. Um, and after that happened and like, you know, that was like the first time I really like opened my heart and like was in love and whatever. And so that really made me like have a wall up after. Cause mm. I was like, I don't trust anyone now. Like if that guy was cheating on me, then like, you know, I don't trust anyone. I think it's a really hard time to date when you're young because mm -hmm. cheating just matters less, you know, like yeah. it just happens more. It just yeah. happens more because yeah. there's more people around. It's more accessible. You're in schools, you're in camps, you're in summer programs, you're in teen tours, whatever it is, you know, and there's always people around and the stakes are so much lower. Like you're not in a relationship that's set to get to go to marriage. So like cheating is very subjective. Like, it, you know, most, most men from my experience dating as a young like a teenager they don't take it seriously the way that that girls do you know mm. and so i like got hurt a lot in that process of like being a monogamous so young um and so that by the time i got to college and like by the time i you know was like 18 like i was just like my walls were so far up that like i just didn't really trust anyone and I didn't trust my own judgment and like my own decisions. And so I started kind of dating as like to protect myself almost. Um, and it, but even, even so, like, even though I was dating to protect myself, I kind of um, still like every time it didn't work out, I kind of just like brushed myself off and like got back up and like tried again. So it was like, even though I was really protecting myself, I was still always like ready to go again. Oh, no. So when you say like dating to protect yourself, like what I'm picturing or like maybe mm -hmm. protecting is like, you know, sort of like getting involved with guys, but you still have like a lot of walls up. You're really not kind of trusting and like, or, or maybe a little bit, but like kind of like keeping yourself at, at a distance, like being a little more avoidant, like is, is that kind exactly. of what you mean? Okay. Yeah, like never letting them get too close, never opening up too much and like shutting the door before something bad could happen again. Like mm. for example, there was a guy I dated in, in college, towards the end of college, and I'd heard rumors that he was like flirting behind my back, not even cheating, like flirting. And I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to cheat on him, mm. which is like such a crazy dark place <laughs> to be. But I was like, I'm going to cheat on him because that way, like if it comes to the surface that like he cheated, then like, I'm good. Cause like, I already did that, you know, like it was like that. Mm. Um, and then I had to like, kind of 
reprogram the way that I thought about dating. Like once I like became in, in like the real world. Um, but that didn't happen until I was like 25 and started to date someone that was like a really good person and get my, you know, stuff back together. But there was like, I would say between 15 and 25, I was like defensively dating. Wow. Well, and it's, it's so interesting because when, when you describe like how you were at that time and even that story about like sort of preemptively cheating on the guy, we had Jamie Wood on our show and something that he said that like still stays with me is like this idea that of like, when we when we do things that are toxic right like that like toxicity is like pain that we haven't dealt with mm -hmm. you know oh, like for it, sure always you know, yeah, yeah. It, 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 it isn't like oh this person's a terrible person it's like oh no that person is like carrying around a lot of shit a lot of like difficult like and and like they're suffering too um well i mm -hmm. think i think a lot of people can including myself can really relate to that you know, not just in the, I'm going to cheat because I think you're going to cheat or I'm going to cheat because you cheated, but also in like, I'm going to end this because I'm so afraid that you're going to end this. And mm -hmm. I want to make sure that I protect myself by walking away from this before you abandon me. Mm. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just like the only way to not get hurt sometimes. Mm. Yeah. But, but at the same time, like if you don't, you know, it's like, you. would you rather love and have lost or have never loved at all? You know, it's like that quote. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, what, what like turned the corner for you like around 25 and like, how did that work? I think I, so I started dating somebody who I knew to be a very good person. Um, and I stopped kind of being intrigued by the like bad boy with the bad reputation who like it's the same result every time so i was like what if i just did something differently and i started dating a nice guy and he treated me really well and i was like i don't want to say like the person in charge of the relationship but i was like I just had a lot more confidence and control in the relationship. And I was like, this is like, this is more of my speed. Um, and, and like, then ultimately that person was too nice for me almost, you know? <laughs> and, and, and ultimately, you know, years later now I'm with my fiance who is, is the best guy, but he also like challenges me and has those like bad boy moments. Um, and so I think like, finding that balance was a big, was, was difficult for me in the whole dating process, but I, but I got it. I, I was going to ask in the beginning when you were saying that your fiance has qualities that you haven't ever seen in any of your, the other men that you've dated or been in a relationship with, what are those qualities that he has? So my fiance is a cancer. Um, so just to go back to astrology, yeah. you know, he, um, he really feels like, you know, how it is Jared being a water sign, like he's very in tune with his emotions and um, me not so much, you know, I'm a Libra with a Capricorn moon, and um, very like hard. And he is like, like, he like, if something happens to me, like, I won't cry, but like, he'll cry for me, you know, like Aww. things that like I've never experienced from a human, to be honest with you. <laughs> and, um, he really brings out like that, like my emotional side, um, in, in a really good, healthy way, because like, I tend to kind of just like put them 
you know, shove them below the surface. Um, but he's also like, you know, he and I are very similar in a lot of ways. I would say more than we're different. Um, but it's not in the ways that like, you know, I, bear with me here. Tell me if you, if you feel this way, like sometimes when you're dating, you're like, I don't want them to be too similar to me, but I don't want them to be too similar to me because I don't want them to think the way that I do because then, and this is just like me being toxic for a second, but because then they'll like, it's like, it's like too, like they can't think the way that I do. Right. So it's not like we're similar in that we think the same way. Um, we're similar, like similar values. Like people like to work really hard. And like, we both like to like be the like charismatic person at the party. Um, so like that kind of stuff, but, but he's like a good person. Like it was really hard for me to find like a charismatic guy who wasn't like also a cheater. Mm. I, I don't know why it was just like hard for, for me to find that. And he is kind of like the best of both worlds in that way. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Like, why do you think that it's like, do you feel like it's just harder for men who are maybe extroverted and bold and charismatic to be monogamous? I think sometimes it's associated with like wanting attention and like validation. And so like often you see these like charismatic men who like, you know, like, everyone like wants to be around them but then you find out later that like they you know like went home with two people that weren't their wife I don't know like that just I feel like is a thing like it's rare to find like I would say the only charismatic celebrity who to our knowledge is loyal is like Obama like mm. you know but it's like you like all these other people who like have like that personality sometimes have that part of them but i'm like generalizing i mean i'm sure there's so many in between so that's oh, just sure. my experience hashtag not all charismatic men <laughs> <laughs> literally literally that's amazing well and like i mean i think because there's like that like the overlapping circles right of like men who are extroverted and charismatic and i think there's a big overlap with like this ego driven like uh you know like you know like when you see these alpha male characteristics yeah, yeah. a mm -hmm. lot of times that's dudes who are putting that on because you know they like they like need to they think they need to sleep with a lot of women to like have self-worth mm -hmm. right like the, right you know, right exactly yeah i i exactly. you know the medium that i had Lin Lindsay, um she yeah. said that i was going to meet someone soon who is quiet He's quiet and introverted and intellectual. And I'm going to have to, he looks different than someone I've ever dated. And yeah. I'm going to have to make the first move. Like I'm going to have to like smile or go up to him or whatever. So she said, I'm going to meet him around like Christmas time. Very cool. I love yeah. that. I'm excited to hear <laughs> about this history, man, soon. So he's, but he's quiet. So he probably won't cheat on me. Exactly. No, actually like that. Um, uh, I feel like so, sometimes a quiet person is like, I don't know, whatever. I don't want to, I don't want to deter you from it. So yes, let's find that guy. <laughs> That's so great. So Lindsay, you, you, you talked about like the, the way in which your fiance, and maybe this is me putting words in your mouth, but like kind of helps you kind of get in touch more with your emotions and like is really like 
empathic for you in that way. Like, what would you say you bring to him? Like, what is your kind of superpower in the relationship that makes Literally it work? nothing. Literally <laughs> nothing. No, um, I, you know, I, I really try to take care of him um, in return. He, he loves like things of the home like home cooked meals like groceries like just like little things like that on the superficial side um and then i think i also like i'm i'm kind of like a hardo like i've become like i like i don't drink i like i work, need to work out and, and like this isn't happening right this second especially because of the covid surge but like usually i'm like i'm i'm very routine i stick to my schedule like i do this i do that and um you know, he can like vary off the path sometimes and I get him like back to it. And I'm like, don't you think it'd be so fun? Like if you, you know, went to the gym and, but it's not like, it's not like I'm shaming him. Like, trust me, he's like a twig. Um, <laughs> but it's like, it's like, you know, I, or like, I think you should do this extra thing. You know, I, I push him um, and he's always grateful for it afterwards. You know, there were, you know, he loves sleep, loves sleep. And sometimes he can just like get really into the sleep. And, you know, he just started his own company and I have been working for myself for a while. And so I will tell him like my best practices, because like if you don't make a, a schedule for yourself when you're your own boss, like you're going to sleep all day. Yeah. And so I was like, you got to get up this time. You got to do this. You got to have this. You got to do this. And he's like annoyed at first, but then he's so appreciative. So like that kind of stuff. And then I also just like organize our lives. Like I like get our friends gifts, like send flowers. If someone does something nice for us, like I do things on behalf of the two of us. Mm -hmm. And he appreciates that stuff so much because like, otherwise it wouldn't get done. And like, he's always saying like, you're going to be like such a good mom. Like you're so on top of it. And like, I think that's, those are the things that like, he really, really appreciates in me. Yeah. As, as a fellow water sign, like, and someone who's like number one love language is like acts of service. I was like, oh, that sounds so wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> is that, is that his love language acts of service? It's actually physical touch, but that's definitely out there. Okay. And then what is your love language? Mine is, is probably acts of service as well. Um, I, I just like when, but, but not like, acts of service in the way that like please make my life easier not harder you know sure okay so here's a question how did you grow or what did you learn in your like or like learn about yourself in your last relationship before your fiance like was there something you mm. took out of a re recent relationship that really helped you in this one great question i think i learned that like i do so much um in a relationship and like my standard for myself in a relationship is really high and it hurt me to not like have that met necessarily mm. right like mm -hmm. I feel like I give like I give a lot of freedom to my partners I you know not like I'm like the, I'm the ideal like girlfriend like no like uh, you know it's different for everyone but I felt like I was doing more almost. Um, and I was like, I want to be with someone who I, ha and, and, and at the same time, I felt like I was um, constantly reminding my partner to say thank you 
to, you know, just, just to, to do things, not in the way that I just described, but like normal, basic, basic things. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I, um, I realized that I need someone that like, I don't have to pick and pry that kind of just like gets, you know, that acts in a way that I don't scrutinize. And that's really hard because I, I do scrutinize a lot. I'm a Virgo Venus, which we can talk about another time. <laughs> um, and, um, and my partner now, like he has phenomenal manners. He, um, is so warm with like people. And that's, that was a huge thing for me. Like I, I wanted people to, and this is like a Libra thing that I wonder if you can relate to Leanne, but like, Leanna, I like, I want everyone to love my partner, you know, mm. like I don't just want to love my partner. I want everyone else to enjoy them and to like them, you know, like independent of me. And I felt like in my last relationship, I had to like vouch for them a lot and like convince people like, oh, they're just, you know, like I didn't ever want to make excuses for, for a partner. And I think, I think in my last relationship, as wonderful as this person was, I felt like they weren't where I was yet in terms of having done the work on myself as a person. And, and that was harder. Mm. So I guess that was a, that was a realization that that I learned that like, you know, it's so important to be on the same level of like, here's what I've done to get myself to this point in life. Um, and that doesn't mean like career wise, even it just means like, you know, have done the inner work. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's really interesting that that's something that I haven't found yet either is someone who's genuinely like, Ugh, if any of my exes listen to this, they're going to be so mad, but like genuinely kind, like a kind mm -hmm. human being, you know, it's like, like if I do something, say, thank you. Like when they exactly. do something for me, I say, thank you. Everybody wants to feel appreciated. And I too also feel like I give more, which is part of like mm -hmm. my codependency. And that's like something that I need to keep working on. But to, I just, I've never felt seen or heard and i think that's because that person didn't really have the capacity that i have and they mm. maybe need someone that that is you know doesn't need that or maybe is a little bit yeah. more superficial you know and but it's like it doesn't make sense to me <laughs> certain things that people do like people that don't pick up their dog shit or, you know, their oh. dog's shit, not their dog shit, but, <laughs> but you know, like people that don't tip the waiters well, yeah. um, mm -hmm. you know, like if mm -hmm. you, if you do, if you make dinner, they should offer to do the dishes. Like it's always, not always, absolutely. <laughs> oh my yes. God. Like you're preaching to exactly what my last relationships were like. Yeah. Well, and, and interestingly to like what Lindsay was saying, I think what you're describing, Leanna is like. I think when you're dating someone who hasn't done their own like personal growth yeah. and like work stuff, like inner work, like, cause part of doing inner work is that it's sort of like, 
you're less absorbed in yourself and more able to like sort of see and appreciate mm -hmm. all the yeah. good things in your life and appreciate the people around you and communicate that. And I think when someone's not there yet, like they, they haven't done that. Yeah. And exactly. so, and Lindsay, when you were telling your story, like I was projecting my story into it, which is that I thought you were going to say part of what you learned was maybe to not give so much to the point where you do kind of feel resentful or unappreciated because I feel like that's been a big thing for me is like I used yeah. to do that all the time in relationships where I would like just like it was it was easy for me to know how to be like the perfect boyfriend and to just do those things and like that felt good you know um but eventually it was like exhausting and so for me part of my work has been kind of connecting with myself to be like, okay, how do I still be a good and giving partner, but also ask for what I need mm -hmm. and not do so much that I get sort of exhausted or resentful or shut down or whatever yeah, it is. Exactly. But I really do feel like the partner that is right for you, like you can still do all that stuff for them and they'll do it back as yeah. well. And that way you mm -hmm. just won't feel like I'm doing too much. You'll feel like I'm doing enough because it's the right person and they appreciate it and give it back like tenfold. Yeah. When people say like, make sure to go into a relationship or to get married with low expectations. I don't like that because I feel like if actually um, your recent guest, Amy was saying this, like if you, whatever energy you put out there and that's what you want, like that's what you're going to get back. Like if you set the standard mm -hmm. low, you're going to get low. If you set your right. high, you're going to get high. Exactly. Exactly. So this is going to, this is maybe a weird question. Um, Cause I, Lindsay, I haven't been dating for like, I don't know, six months now. And I'm like sort of starting to think about like getting back out. And that's actually been a really healthy time for me of like really connecting to myself. And, uh, and I feel like a lot of growth and stuff like that. Um, and I'm like a very like sort of spiritual explorer, like deep diver, like deep therapy, like all that stuff. And is it weird to think about like, cause you're like a astrology sort of medium person. So I feel like you're down with this stuff. But to me, I'm like, I'm interested in a relationship where we're both actually trying to like wake up where we're both like trying to be like, continue to do this really like, like the, the relationship actually serves the deep work of like evolving and like, and like yeah. consciousness and like getting past your ego and like, um, you know, like, like recognizing like what this world is and like what we're doing in it and stuff like that. But I feel like that's like a weird, that's hard to put on a hinge profile. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you can't put it on a hinge profile, but it is something that you can like suss out. Like you can sense if someone's like that kind of person to like go there with. But I think you only know once you like are on a few dates in person with them. Because I feel like sure. anyone who's going to respond to that on a dating app, you don't want to be with anyone. Anymore. Yeah, I agree. That's, yes, yeah. that's the other problem. It's like if you because like women that I've like either matched with or whatever that like lead with a lot of this like spiritual stuff, I'm like they're, you know, they're like they freak you out. Yeah. Like, and because it, it doesn't feel like genuine. I'm like, it feels like, you know, like yeah. this term like uh, spiritual bypass. Like it feels like, oh, you're right. trying to do an end around all of your issues by being like, I'm just so like cosmic. Yeah, man. spiritual. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, yeah. No, no, no. 
Yeah. Whenever I see a guy on a dating app, who's like a yogi or a yoga teacher, oh, it's God. all like vibes and spiritualness <laughs> and they have like long hair. And I'm like, that is, I'm a yoga teacher. And I'm like, I do not want anything to do. Yeah, with that absolutely not. Absolutely I, not. I wonder if that's how people have experienced me. <laughs> well, let, well, maybe you need some. We got to work on your profile. Actually, you guys are for sure going to come on. We met at Acme and we'll do a little deep dive into your profile, Jared. We would love it. Oh, that's That'd be awesome. Yeah. yeah. So don't do change it. it until don't change it until then. Oh, okay. Well, I, so wait, I, I actually don't have one because I like deleted. Yeah. Them, should like, we six create months. one? Oh, should we'll we create. create we'll create. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. We'll create or you can okay. create it now and then we can edit it. Okay. <laughs> deal. Deal. Well, we would have one final question for you. If, if, as we kind of wrap this up, what is something that your fiance has done that has really made you laugh? I love this question. I saw that you guys had sent it over. And I mean, we are so weird together. And I remember when we first started dating, I called my best friend and I was like, I'm really scared because, you know, I'm weird. Like I, you know, I do my weird shit. And what if I'll never be able to like be weird with Steven? And she was like, you've been dating for a month, like relax give it some time. Like, I bet you guys will be very weird very soon. And I, and immediately, like right after that conversation, <clears throat> we finally began to be weird together. And I feel like that's like the key. Um, we do this thing where like we give every inanimate, inanimate is that in? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think inanimate object, like a voice. Um, and it's so <laughs> dumb. It's like, it's too, it's too much. It's like too extensive. Like, for example, like he has like a protruding rib situation and like we've even named the protruding rib. Yeah. Like we've, we've named him Rabini. And so sometimes <laughs> I will, I will, I will be like laying on him and I'll be like, hi, Rabini. And then he'll talk back to me as, as the rib. Like just such dumb shit, but like it kills us. I like, love that. I, and then like, I'll do it back to him. So like, we'll be, <laughs> we were getting, we have this really funny running joke. It's actually not funny. It's just funny to us because we're so weird, but we had, um, we had this water in the sink and it was like going down. He was like, Oh, like get rid of all that starchy water. And then I was like getting rid of it. And he was like, okay, bye starchy water. And then I spoke back to him as the starchy water. <laughs> and that's like our <laughs> thing right now. And it's so dumb, but like the two of us just like lose it over it. Um, and so right now it's like, you know, speaking as inanimate objects and parts of our bodies. Um, but I mean, he's, he's a really funny, funny person. Like he does really funny impressions of like our friends, you know, like they have no idea, but like, he's just <laughs> so good at impersonating them when we're not with them. Like we'll go to dinner with like a couple and then we'll come back and he'll do like a full impersonation of like something dumb that the guy said and I will just like lose it. Um, so yeah, I guess, I guess the inanimate object thing is, yeah. is working for us. I right love now. that, but nothing's better than a good roast, you know? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Love, love a good roast. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Did you have one more thing? No, to no, say? no. Go ahead. Oh, okay. I, I, I was just going to say, I think like the, the coolest thing about that story is I feel like it, it made me realize like, um, like trying to not be weird in a relationship, like, like just don't be in the relationship. Like, right. Like, isn't that yourself. the end? Exactly. Like, if, yeah. If you're going to spend fucking years together, like just, you right. know, like what the fuck else are you going to do? Like, yeah. just go. Like let your free right. flag fly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
Well, Lindsay, thank you so much for coming on again. Um, we highly recommend your podcast. You're amazing. I love that you're just this powerhouse of a woman and tell our listeners where they can find you and how they can support you. Thank you guys so much. And for having me back. Um, you are so great to talk to And like with all the shit going on in the world, this was just such a nice conversation to have. You can find me um, at we met at Acme on Instagram or anywhere you listen to podcasts, which is called we met at Acme. Awesome. Thank you so much. And we'll be in touch. Thank you guys. All right, Lindsay. Well, thank you again for coming on. Um, guys, make sure to follow us on Instagram at hello and goodbye podcast at underscore Leanna Joan at the real Jared Rodriguez. We have a Twitter at hello underscore by underscore pod. We have a YouTube channel. Hello and goodbye podcast, Facebook. Hello and goodbye podcast. What else do we have? Uh, website. We had a website, www.helloandgoodbyepodcast.com. So many channels. Also, um, please, if you can, subscribe, rate, and review the show. And tell a friend about the show. And uh, thanks for listening. Yeah, and this is actually a great episode to watch on YouTube because there's a lot of facial expressions that Jared and I exchange. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, guys. Well, that's it. We love you, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.